Blog Talk Radio. Okay, okay, greetings, 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 greetings. Uh, let me pause this. <laughs> let me put this on mute. Hey, what's up, everyone? What's up? Greetings, shalom and salam. This is your host, El Mayad, also known as Shiloh. Shiloh, okay? And we're going to do a wrap-up tonight of the gynocracy. Um, I didn't know it was going to turn into like four parts, but I'm I'm hoping I can wrap it up tonight. Uh, the commentary to go along with uh, uh, what he's stating. Um, I wanted to just play all of it, but to just let you hear all of it and not stop it and comment um, would not have had the same effect. So um, I have to play it and stop it at certain points and give very necessary commentary on how he is misleading the listener with his observation and commentary on uh, a history that is not accurate. So that's why it... um, has taken as long as it has. So um, this is the Gynocracy, Gender War, Slander, Wrap-Up, and Commentary, okay? Greetings, Nine My Sacred Sisterhood, Clan, Peace, Protection, Prosperity, and most of all, wisdom upon we all and those we love. Hey, I'm really ready to wrap up this video and subject because I need to move on to some other content, but oftentimes I may come across a video that helps prove to the collective sisterhood to just how dangerous the times we live in are for black women. As many of us know by now, a murder-suicide shooting occurred just yesterday in San Bernardino, California, at a school involving uh, a black male as the shooter who killed his wife that he had just only married back in January of this year. I so wish this sister had been listening to this show or some of the other sacred sisters online who have dedicated their time and lives to exposing certain malignant black men as our greatest nemesis. Powerful women like uh, Miss A.D., S.S., uh, E.A.U., B.B., S56, B.B., S.C., F.J., and of course myself have invested years online warning our ebony and brown sisters to tell our story and that the slanderous propaganda that black men have been waging gender war against our characters, our choices, and our image for about a for about a decade now should not be just laughed off and taken as harmless constructive criticism. Males who have failed at being good men, who have failed at being good fathers, who have failed at being good sons, who have failed at being good husbands, who have failed at being good providers, who have failed at being good protectors, and who have failed at building self-sustaining communities for black women and black kids to reside in and thrive, cannot be allowed to offer advice or constructive criticism unless they are willing to accept similar advice and similar constructive criticism about themselves. Okay, so men who have not addressed systemic black injustice like Malcolm and Martin did have no right to voice vitriol against those same victims of same injustice. So this is the reason why we have to um, unite sisters uh, against these men because they don't have the right 
to be this 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 black Sanhedrin uh, council, this Pharisees, and 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 and, and you know come it out, come at us with all of this moral indignation when they spent ten, twenty years uh, um, whoring the black woman, encouraging her. I'm sorry, y'all. I'm going up and down steps, so if I sound a little wobbly and distorted, that's because I'm moving. Let me sit down. So, yeah, I mean, here you have a race of men just a 20 years ago were encouraging black females to be whores, to be loose, to, you know, turn up with them. Uh, they, you know, and now they, they're in this moral indignation. I mean, come on, stop it. You know, it's ridiculous. You can't have uh, someone who's guilty of your same crime accusing you and being your judge, okay? So that's my point, and I got some scriptures in there. So, um, you know, we know there's a war against a woman. The Bible talks about war against a woman. So um, that's a very real war. That's not metaphysical. That's not esoteric. That's a literal war, okay? That is a literal war. So certain parts of the Bible you can take literally, certain parts are allegory, certain parts are esoteric. You just have to know how to what discern what is being said. But a passage that I came across in the Bible that made my point uh, is in Romans. Romans is a good book to read about what is going on with um, especially black men, especially black men, they are definitely um, the Romans. Uh, and I'm not going to read it all because I'm of short time, but um, I'm in Romans uh, chapter 2, verse 1. Therefore thou art inexcusable, O man, whosoever thou art, that judgest for wherein thou judgest another, thou condemnest thyself, for thou that judges does the same thing. And that's basically it. You can't have black men accusing uh, black women for being ineffective in their duty as parents when he didn't even try to be a parent. You know, he's blaming black women for not uh, raising black boys correctly when she was never supposed to raise a black male by herself. She didn't make it by herself. There's no law by God or anybody else that told her she was supposed to raise it. So you judge yourself. Your own condemnation against black women, you are actually condemning yourself. So you can tell how stupid they are because they condemn themselves with these YouTube videos and, like, they have no clue how much trouble they have gotten themselves in. It's sheer stupidity, but, hey, someone who's full of a lot of um, – false aggrandizement and just puffed up about their own, um, you know, self-importance. You know, you, you, you just can't get through to them. So let me play this, and let's continue with the analysis of the black gynocracy by this guy who calls himself BGS Ibmore, and I played y'all what Ibmore stands for. Uh, they're full of it, okay? Uh, these are not uh, men that you really want to deal with on any level. Okay, let's go. That's just a fact. 
and I never got the sense in the whole eight years that he was president that Michelle Obama ever looked at him that way. In fact, black women, when they look at the Obamas, they look at it that, that the reason that Barack Obama... Let me try to fast forward, because I think we've played that already, so let me see. I think I was in the 16, what did I? That, that black women have toward their men. 16, even now, even with this this upbraiding of, we see on YouTube, where black women are allowed to think, feel, and say anything that they like, any place in social media, any place in the street. I'm fast forwarding, <clears throat> trying to get to where I left off. Um, last night before the show ended. Right, that they are bound to respect. Black men are out of work. Black men, black boys drop out of school. Black boys get into all kinds of trouble. And the, and the thing is, white black women do the same thing white men do. They point the finger, you know? That's right, because like I mentioned, that the mother has done her job. Every society understands that a boy, once he becomes of age, and he becomes of pu- pubescent age, that everything he needs to learn must come from the males of society. Everybody seems to understand that in the world except the black American Negro male over here in America. So if mama has had the responsibility of raising not only the male child but the girls, once the male turns 13, 14, there's nothing else he can learn from her. It must come from the men of society. So if the males, the uncles, the granddaddies, the fathers, the cousins, whatever, that's their job. And if they fail to do their job, you can't come you can't come back around and say the women failed. It's just ridiculous. My goodness. I mean everybody knows this. It's it's sheer stupidity. See black women getting off their ass making sure that the boys that the boys that they have become the men that they need. See? Because they don't that's, think it's important. That's not There's the reason that's black women not don't the mother's job. Because to them there are no good men. All men are beneath them. It doesn't matter whether you are a prisoner that's, that's not who true. has all his rights stripped. That's not true. Coming out of prison or you have a kid. Now you know how you know that's not true. I've had a son that's been in prison and when I went on those weekends to the prison, that line was full of black women. These educated, college-educated black men, they don't go to the prisons to visit this million-plus uh, male population behind bars. They're not the ones that are accepting those phone calls. They're not the ones that's renting cars and going to see these sons. You see black women, older people at these prisons. So the nerve of these scholarly, uh, college-educated black men to have this judgment when they ain't went to a prison to see anybody. I had to get on a friend of mine's case uh, not just last week where he was like, oh, it was wrong for them to lock that boy up and, and you know, where you was living at. Well, you know, he tried to blame where I was living at as the problem. Once again, here goes the black man trying to blame the black woman. Where I was living at was the problem, not the system. And so when I had to point out to him that, listen, where I was living at, 
they're going to target, once that boy gets 13 and 14, the system targets you, targets our sons. Why? To take them out of what? The workforce so that they are not competitive with their white male sons. They are going to accuse them of a crime to get them behind bars. Why? Because that is revenue for those who have stock within the prison industrial system. It has nothing to do with the black woman. This is all done by your government and by the elite. But, no, do you think he, he, he mentioned that? No, he blamed it right on me. Oh, you want to live out there with them white folks. Yeah, if you hadn't been. I said, you know what, you need to shut your ass up. Because for the time my son did, how many times did your ass visit him? How many times did you motherfucking give me a ride to go visit him? How much money did you put on his book? Well, I didn't put none. I didn't visit him none. I said, shut the fuck up. Then shut the fuck up. Don't sit up there and point your fucking indignant, accusing finger at me. Because when my son did that time, I did that motherfucking time with him, and your ass was nowhere around. You shut the fuck up. I will not listen at your vitriol about this situation. You shut the fuck up. I had to check his ass. Let's continue to listen. It doesn't matter if you are a waiter or a cook at McDonald's or you are a multi-million dollar football player or basketball player. A basketball player dating an Instagram thought gets the same respect from that thought that, that a thug does on the street. In fact, the thug gets more respect than the, than the guys that actually worked it tail off for years to get himself in a position to where he can do something that only a few hundred people in the world can actually do. See, who he's calling thugs, these are young males who are in their teenager years who have taken over the responsibility of being alpha males of their neighborhoods. Why? Because the older motherfuckers is somewhere talking shit, smoking on cocaine, on heroin, talking about black women ain't shit, and being just sorry-ass, adult-ass black men. Talking about, oh, what you want a nappy-headed black woman for? These white bitches will treat you better. No. So they're trying to call our sons who actually love their black mothers and who want to try to be the alpha males of the community, even though there's no grown adult black men around to set examples for these niggas right here that go and get a little piece of education, turn around and call them thugs. How dare you? How dare you? Our sons are not thugs. You never see... White women or Hispanic no women whose who men have elevated themselves go on social media and social media and put that man on blast. But a black woman who's, who, can, who, who will get checks from the guy will kill the golden goose because she's upset. That points to a not a matriarchy but a gynocracy. Get a check. They see. You go to Africa. That's what they're mad about, that child support. In high esteem amongst everybody, all the villages. When he's in their presence, he's held at very high esteem. There is no chief in Black America. The only man. I already told you, the chief in Black America, the Black woman has elevated the Black man. The preacher had that position. The pimp has had that position. The comedians have that 
that position. Yes, black women have supported black men in everything. He is lying. The black woman bowed her head to her pimp, the man that she's sexually attracted to. If she's sexually attracted to the to the black man, then she may bow her head. Why? Because the black man is no more than a sexual partner to her. She's the queen. She rules. And okay, if that's the case, then what about black women's love for their sons? Everybody knows that black women love the hell out of their sons. She ain't having sex with her sons. So, once again, he's telling a lie. It's not based off sex, okay? That, that's all I'm trying to point out that his theory that the black woman only bows to the black man she sexually see obviously he, he he's been rejected sexually so that's why he has to make this type of weak ass argument. The only person she gives pause to is her sexual partner, the same way a, a white man gives pause to black women. Do why? Because black women are the white man's sexual partner. Which is really why the white women and the black women really don't get a, get along. Which is really why Miss Ann and Becky were so hateful to each other is because they wanted what the other had. White women wanted the sexual access or the sexual dominance that the black women had, and black women wanted the the resources that the white women had, and that's played out over the centuries. But the reverse is once again. He is not telling the complete truth. That is not the basis of the black woman and the white woman's uh, uh, dislike for one another. That That is not it. Trust me, that is not it. But let's continue to listen at BGS, if more, tell these lies. Never true for black men and white women because black, black white women are owned by the white man and black men are owned by the black woman. Right, the lesbian white woman is owned by white men. Of white men, white do, women. Do Ellen DeGeneres look like she owned by a white man? Do these lesbian white women look like they owned by their white men? Yeah, white women got their freedom. Trust me, they got their freedom. White, All white women, and, and what about the white women that's owned by black pimps? Once again, his argument holds no water. There's white women with some of the lowest of the lowest of black men all in front of white men. Nobody's stopping them. Nobody's lynching or killing them. These white women choose to be with black men, and nobody's uh, 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 interfering with that. So what is, what is this? Uh, uh, the white woman is owned by her white men. Once again, he's lying. And black men, because... The men and women that belong to the respective parties get upset. Black man get on a plane to go to Brazil, say he's going to get different women. Who gets upset? The other black men? No, it's black women. Not, we not own true. you. You have no right to leave us. You have no right to go be happy. You have no right to find women that will make you happy. The only right you have is what we give you. Okay, then why haven't you gone to Brazil, found you somebody, and shut the fuck up and got black women's name out your mouth? Huh? Why haven't you done that? You ain't been to Brazil yet? You ain't went and found you somebody in Brazil? Why are you still talking? Because these motherfuckers ain't fucking with you niggas like that in these other countries. That's why. They ain't, 
the black man really don't have that kind of swag and pull outside of the USA the way they brag. And when they go to Brazil, Brazil got a lot of transvestites, they got a lot of transgenders and a lot of prostitution. The only people who are paying these motherfuckers any attention is prostitutes. And listen, they on the come up the same way any black woman over in America uh, want to come up. And over in Brazil, when one of them come up, you got to bring her whole family up because their standard of living is so much lower than ours that when you deal with one of them women over there, they, you find out you got to bring her whole family up. The black man run his ass back over here because at least over here you find a black woman, you only have to fuck with her. Few of them tell you, well, you got to take care of my mama. You got to take care of my damn brother with Down syndrome. See, he ain't got to worry about that over here. Go to Brazil. If it's four, five, ten of them, oh, yeah, he get one of them women over in Brazil, you got to fucking, uh, you, she agrees to be with you only if you take care of her whole family. As soon as black men find that out, they the fuck back over here complaining on YouTube because they found out that them women, as poor as they is, got conditions too, don't they, nigga? Yeah, conditions that you don't want to meet. You you don't want to take care of a family of four, five, six, seven. So you only want to take care of one black woman and her one, two kids over here. You go to Brazil, you got to take care of a family of five, six. So the nigga just don't want to take care of nobody. He just wants access to pussy, access to a woman's vagina, access to a woman's time, and he don't want a motherfucking do nothing but the barest of minimum. That's why these niggas are by themselves. That's why they are A-L-O-N-E, alone. And you know what? They need to be alone. Let's continue. You have to take the women that are assigned to you. You have no right to have standards. You have to take us at 350 pounds. you got to take us at 95 pounds in whatever shade or color. And what have we taken a black man? Haven't we taken these motherfuckers blind? Haven't we taken these motherfuckers with scars on them? Haven't we taken these motherfuckers illiterate? Haven't we taken these motherfuckers in between jobs? You damn right we expect you to take us on the same conditions we have taken you, motherfucker. Fuck you. Get a better argument. But that we come in because you don't have the rights that we give you. And we get angry if you venture or veer outside of those boundaries that we have set for you. You got to remember, black men don't set boundaries in their community. Well, black women set the boundaries in their community. Yeah, because your ass ain't around, nigga. It's not black men that are bringing lesbianism, homosexuality, transgenderism. You look at transgenderism. It's not a conversation that black men are having about transgenders. It's a conversation that black women are having about transgender. Notice he skipped over the one that mostly affects black men, which is sodomy and homosexuality, and he goes straight to transgenderism that, uh, you know, transgender glorified black women. We love our black transgender men. Why? Because they honor us. So he's going to focus on the home, the uh, transgender men that glorify us and then use fashion and music to glorify black women, but he don't deal with the shit that uh, affects predominantly black men, which is down low, sodomy, homosexuality. He, he's 
not addressing that. So you see that everything that really affects black men and that they do that is disruptive to the harmony of black family and black union, he does not address that. He addressed the opposite, the opposite, because he wants he he only wants to what put his his microscope on the things that uh, that he has an angst against. They're trying to convince black men to accept call it what's so called trans women, transgendered women as women. Have you ever even heard black men being in in the conversation? They're having a conversation between themselves and black men are supposed to accept it. Transgender are about theater, they are about performing, they are almost actors, okay? Now, if he got a problem, he need to talk about homosexuality. Homosexuality, black women have can't force a black man to accept homosexuality. Why? Because we ain't got the equipment that uh, homosexuals want. Homosexuals want a what? Heterosexual want a what they call a ungay black man. So there's no way in the world a woman can convince a gay black man to want a ungay black man. We're not even in that conversation. That is something that occurs without our involvement. But notice that because we what? We have to accept whatever occurs. We find out all of a sudden y'all sleeping with each other. The gay men are coming back and telling us what's going on. Yes, we're going to accept them. Why? Because their knowledge of what men are really doing when we're not looking and without our knowledge, that's useful to us. So, yes, we need to stay in contact with gay men because they are giving us needed information on what? Black men who want to present themselves as full men when really they ain't full anything. Let's continue. I'm trying to remember the lady's name uh, when they were talking about, um, when they're talking about, I think what they were talking about, feminism. I'm trying to, you know, I don't recall her name off the top of my head. But they were asked about uh, the roles of men coming out of slavery and the, and the black family. And at the end of that particular speech or that end of that particular section, uh, she was talking about redefining masculinity for black men, that women had to redefine masculinity for men. Black men cannot define masculinity for themselves. That women have to get together and, de- and define what's masculine and what's not masculine, what's a real man and what's not a real man. Black men have no conversation in that. Even in 1970, and the sisters were wonderful because they did support black men. But the, even amongst them, as supportive and loving to black men and the black family as they as they were, what did they say? They said they had to rebuild the black man, not the black man rebuild himself. It was their responsibility to do what they needed to do to bring black men back up to standard. Black men were never in. Okay, what he's living now is during that time, black men had been sent off to the Vietnam War. They came back broken. They, they, they left more men than they came back. They came back hooked.
post-traumatic syndrome, they came back fucked up, okay? Yeah, the black men that left for the Vietnam War, those are not the black men that came back to the black family. They came back fucked up. And the United States government was not giving these men proper treatment, proper uh, disability checks the way they were giving the white boys. He's leaving this He's leaving this out. The Vietnam War lasted 20 years, okay? So uh, he needs to reflect what that did to the black family. These black men came back broken. They came back addicted, and they came back violent. And that violence, the black woman and, and, and her black children had to put up with that violence, even in the projects, because the original projects, black men were allowed to Black men were allowed to live in the government housing projects in the early uh, 70s. They were there, but they were so violent against black women and black children, and they were addicted to drugs and alcohol that it just got to the point where the two just could not be together. Somebody was going to die. So the battery and the uh, domestic abuses went sky skyrocketed skyrocketed after black men came came home from the Vietnam War. A conversation. Even today, when it comes to black boys and black men, it is a conversation between white men and black women. Why? Because those are the owners. When it comes to players' contracts, now, players have a representative. But now, I'm having this conversation about black men and I'm not talking to a white man. I've never had a conversation with a white man about black men and black women's issues. So uh, I don't know what black women he knows sits up and talks to white men about our issues. I, I don't know where he gets that from. It's the owners that come together and decide. They decide the rules. Who's going to play, who's not going to play, what kind of what kind of team they're going to have, what kind of teams they're going to have, what kind of rules that those players play by are determined by the owners. So we sit at the table players. with the white man talking men about our stage that like we are in sports. The owners are white men and black women. Really? That's why in the United States the black community is not a matriarchy. It's a gynocracy. So that's my ramble on the gynocracy in the black community. I suspect that there's going to be a kerfuffle about this particular ramble. And this right. one, this quote is for you, Warren Lance. I know you'll get a, a tickle out of this one. In the book. Okay, that's enough of that. So, yeah, he's right. There is going to be a kerfuffle. And, yeah, so he's trying to say that black women have owned black men. But when you go back and listen, he said that during the civil rights, Black men were freed, not black women. And the only thing black women, and if he wants to call that freedom, the only freedom black men got was the freedom to assimilate and integrate and have sexual access to white women and go their ass off to war via the draft. That's the only thing black men got. They didn't get no better paying jobs. And in the military, there are horror stories after horror stories of how black men were treated in the military that they won't talk about because they feel like going and fighting for their white daddy 
their white master, they in their mind that that gave us a chance to feel like real men. But the real man was your Muhammad Ali, the Cassius Clay. He said, listen, I'm not going to fight some people who have never did anything to me. I see he said no Vietnamese or no Asian or uh, uh, Chinese ever called me nigger. So Muhammad Ali, a.k.a. Cassius Clay, that was the real man. The rest of the black men, they wanted to go off to fight for white daddy. So you talk about who uh, loves the white man. The black man loves the white man. He's got way more loyalty to the white man than the black woman ever has. Okay? Way more loyalty. So that's going to wrap that up. And, um, you know, I appreciate everyone. Appreciate everyone for listening. Let me shout out a few uh, people while I have some time. I want to shout out uh, Young Pharaoh. I love Young Pharaoh. If y'all don't know who Young Pharaoh is, please go on YouTube and type in Young Pharaoh and listen at this beautiful, beautiful, intelligent, I mean just full of so much knowledge and wisdom. It's, It's almost astounding. He gives my heart so much uh, uh, reassurance in in, in our people when I hear this kind of wisdom coming from our young people. So, sisterhood, understand for every old black fool, the ancestors has put a young person here that's full of so much wisdom and so much knowledge, okay? So don't let these males on YouTube discourage you. Just debunk what they say, forget them, and teach your daughters not to be with such men. We don't need to give these men immortality. We don't need to sleep with them. We don't need, definitely don't marry them. And I told you, females in a marriage, get your contract. I don't care what race of man, you have the right to state your contract that for me to marry you, this is a contract because marriage in the 21st century must be about business, not about love, and not about romance. Now, if you can get attraction, love, and romance mixed in with the business, then, honey, you have hit the jackpot. But more likely, you're not going to be able. Now, the system made sure that they took our strong and our mighty and our beautiful men and locked them up behind bars, and they have damaged them. So a lot of them coming out, they may still look good. They may still look good because understand that a woman carries her damage outwardly, and our low self-esteem, we wear it on ourselves by based off of what we do to our hair and our bodies. A man's damage, you can't see it. You cannot see his mental damage. They don't gain weight the way we do. They don't... Uh, uh, sit up there and change how they look uh, the way we do, a man's damage will always be in his mind. And that's what, you know, what we have to understand, that when you're dealing with a black man, he may look physically fine. He may be in shape. He can go to the gym. But where his ass is fucked up at is in his mind, whereas a female, our damage is more 
easily seen because it affects us outwardly, okay? So just be careful of these men, these males coming out of prison who look like nothing wrong with them, and yet they are severely damaged. If we were truly, truly a united people, all of our men who have been, our sons who have been in prison, they are entitled to a check, a class action lawsuit, because many of them were sent away for petty crimes that did not deserve for them to be locked up 20, 30, and to have the sentences the way they got. But because you got these niggers who have gone to college and they are lawyers, but because they work for white supremacists, they don't work for black people, we have no advocacy. And that's why the Nine Mind Sacred Sisterhood, we must unite so that we must we can start advocating on behalf of our sons and our daughters. These niggas, these coons, these bedwinches and these mammies, they are part of the system of white supremacy, and their mindset is, I've got mine, fuck the rest of you. So everybody with a black face and everybody with a brown face does do not want to see black people have what they have been denied, which is justice, okay? So, so like I said, when you've got these black men offering up judgment when they have not addressed justice, if you have not addressed justice where black people, especially black women and children, because there is no other race in America that have been treated as unjustly as black women and her black children. So if you ain't talking about injustice, but you got the nerve to have judgment, how dare you? How dare you? Malcolm talked about injustice. Martin talked about injustice. And because injustice has not stopped, if a black man is going to open his mouth, he better be talking about injustice before he starts talking about judgment or you have my permission to tell him to shut the fuck up. Okay? He can shut the fuck up. So that's just how that is. And I'm going to um, see if I can close out the show. We we should be closing out, so I may not even be able to find the uh, outro music to um, to play in order to um, if I can type it in right fast. My Ice Cube song, <laughs> my Killer Mike and Ice Cube song. Let's see if I can get it. But yeah, don't 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 take this uh, type of um, criticism from black men who have failed at everything. They failed at everything. They have failed at being men. And if you have failed at being men, you 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 can't criticize a woman, even if she had you know didn't uh, fully. Uh, meet her. She she can't fully do her job. Everything about parenting is a uh, team effort. It is a male and female effort. And when the female is forced to do a job for two people by herself, it's it's almost like carrying 
you know, carrying something. If you're carrying something, one person carrying something is going to be way harder than if another person got on the other end of it and helped you. So black women were trying to carry parenting by herself because the black man, he just opted the fuck out. And then he sat back and wants to sit up there and say, oh, y'all fucking up being uh, 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 parents. Yeah, but, you know, there was never no rule book saying that parenting was a one-person job. Okay? Parenting is not a a one-person job. So you you can't you can't you can't sit up and um, fault uh, black women for uh, not being perfect and doing a job by herself that she was never supposed to do by herself. All right, I thank you guys. I thank you, thank you, thank you. And since I can't find my song, I'll just 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 go out playing this. Just go out playing this. And this is Killer Mike Reagan. All right, thank you. Share the shows, and I will do another show. Uh, expect another show tomorrow, tomorrow night. Okay.
economics. Prison turned to profit, cause free labor's the cornerstone of U.S. economics. The slavery was abolished, and this you are in prison. You think I am bullshitting, then read your 13th amendment. That voluntary servitude and slavery get prohibited. That's why they give in drug offenders time and double dick. Ronald Reagan was an actor, not at all a factor. Just an employee of the country's real masters. Just like the Bushes, Clinton and Obama. Just another talking head, telling lies on teleprompter. If you don't believe the spirit, then argue with this logic.